Welcome everyone to the first episode of season four of the Blade Hockey Podcast. Uh, I'll be doing both the video versions and the audio versions, although I'm going to put this out there. I would pl- I'm going to plan on having both at the same time, but there will be episodes, I, I'm sure of it, that will only be audio only. It won't have a video version, you know, and... You know, that's how it's how it is, you know, sometimes because um, I also have video con like video only content and, it you know, it makes sense to have sometimes, you know, audio only content. So um, there you go. Um, so I only got f- like four, four little talking points here. I even know. Yes. Uh, for those that aren't watching the video version, wearing the old uh, red uh, Vegas Golden Knights alternate alternate jersey, not because they're playing today. Although actually, I don't even know if they're playing today. But actually, are they playing today? Uh, they are not, right? Because today is the sixteenth of October, and as far as I'm aware, they are not. They are not playing today. Cool, that's awesome. Uh, but I'll tell you who is playing today for the first time uh, this season is the St. Louis Blues, but we'll be ending the show with them. Um, but back on to Vegas here. Um, so this week, as I mentioned, the season opened for the NHL regular season. Uh, great things already out, uh, out of the gate. Wild, wild things definitely happening. Uh, first off, Seattle. Seattle Kraken coming into the league from after being in like laying in wait for about I want to say two years it feel at least it feels like two years if it hasn't been two years um had their expansion draft this past summer draft their first players in franchise history uh open up their uh inaugural regular season run uh in Vegas on primetime television on uh ESPN's return uh with the NHL, uh, which is great. It was great to see, which I'll also give my uh, my takes and uh, little notes on the ESPN and TNT broadcasts since I've seen uh, a game for at least one game on each of those. But uh, with Seattle, uh, I thought out of the gate in that game, I mean, it was Vegas early on, all Vegas early on, and then um, which I can go if you want a little bit more in-depth analysis on that, at least my takes on that, uh, on the channel, uh, the first episode of what I'm calling, no, no, the second episode of what I'm calling the Nighty Night Show, which is just Vegas Golden Knights stuff, like, soul-focused, like, Vegas Golden Knights fan in me version of whatever I do on that. It doesn't really have any other news other than Vegas Golden Knights stuff, or games of the night, and so on and so forth, but... I thought, regardless on how Vegas came out early, the whole uh, saying goes, which was very adamantly put um, with that game, because Vegas comes out 3-0 lead, and then Seattle comes back and ties it. Uh, I I thought they were really solid. And as I said during the uh, division predictions video, I think Seattle, a lot of people are giving them not enough credit. They're they're like right out of the gate. They're disrespecting them in the sense that they think that they're going to be worse than they actually are. Um, 
And they just picked up their first win in uh, franchise history in Nashville, which also kind of side note found funny that I was on I was on Facebook earlier today and saw that apparently uh, Seattle Kraken fans and uh, Nashville uh, Predators fans aren't having a fun time with each other and uh, the stands freaking uh, punching each other and all that. So um, stay classy, guys. Stay classy. But uh, yeah, they got they got their first one under their belt. Uh, and I want to say they're one and one now, so not the basement in the league now. So, uh, which we're not going to really get uh, too hung up on standings right now. It's way too early, obviously. But uh, all kidding aside, uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, and I've already in the Vegas uh, review uh, preview of the season for them for me voiced my. Uh, transgressions about um, them moving on, especially how they moved on from Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, I'm not gonna go any more into detail. I'm not trying to get you know it's 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 still early in the morning. I'm not trying to get all angry about that. But with that said, uh, I, I still think that they're fairly solid. Um, although that game that they had against uh, who was it, uh, the Kings. Yeah, what the hell was that? That was awful. Absolutely awful. Um, yeah, friggin' um, Leonard uh, lets in four, and then uh, at the start of the third period, uh, Laurent Bossois makes his uh, regular season debut for the Golden Knights and lets in two. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, once again, it's early. Still got to figure some things out. There's some new pieces that need to fit into the machine a little bit better. You know, got to fine tune. You know, it's all it's all it is. You know, when, when your team is, you know, doing this stuff around, um, well, in 2022 calendar year, um, the second half of the season, okay. Uh, and if they're starting to really, uh, if there's real, well, honestly, if you're like coming into the uh, holiday break doing this, Questions need to be raised because, number one, you know, if you need new pieces, you're going to want to start formulating, oh, how do I get the pieces that I need? Because in February is when the, uh, the trade deadline will be, and uh, at least traditionally it's how it is, although I don't really know if it's going to be in February uh, or maybe it's in March if they haven't already stated when that will be because the season started probably like a week, week and a half later than it normally would. Um, because of the past two seasons and the way that they were structured, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, it's too early. You know, if, if your team is expected to win, um, I wouldn't be too hung up on bad losses. Uh, speaking of bad losses, Chicago, um, or at least starting out their se- their their season and their game uh, versus the Colorado Avalanche uh, on this past Wednesday uh, on TNT with the Colorado Avalanche, uh, which is also um, the game that Gabriel Landeskog absolutely bodies uh, Kirby Doc into the boards. So he will be uh, serving a two-game suspension, and he will not be playing for the Colorado Avalanche as he will um, be serving day one of game one of two of his suspension uh, and won't be in the lineup against the Blues tonight, um, but yeah, Marc-Andre Fleury, it really teared me, teared me to shreds seeing him as a Blackhawk, um, 
obviously, because number one, he's not a Golden Knight anymore, and number two, because he is on the team, the rival of my St. Louis Blues here. Um, not a fan of that, um, to say the least. But yeah, right out of the gate, uh, it was like three or four, uh, it was like three goals, like I just so fast, like you just like blink and you miss it with these goals. It's ridiculous. I mean, yes, uh, uh, Chicago did come back and kind of make a little bit more interest, uh, a little bit more uh, respectable of a loss, but they. Uh, yeah, because what was that final score here? Uh, it ended up being 4-2 in favor of the Avalanche. Um, I mean, it's more of a respectable loss, but how it, you know, how it started, whew, it was, it was, it was kind of, um, kind of sad to be uh, quite honest. And uh, I mean, thankfully that um, Jeremy Connelton, he, uh, he he stuck with Flurry. He, uh, he kept him in there the entire game. He cooled down. It was, it was all fine. Even though a lot of those goals, it wasn't really, I can't really say it was really Flurry's follows more or less. You know, defense wasn't in where they needed to be. They weren't protecting the home plate or the house, as they, as you call it, um, in front of the goaltender. They, they were just letting them walk on in there. A lot of fast breaks from the, uh, the, um, the avalanche, uh, quick passes, uh, sharp as ever. And, uh, if you're a Colorado Avalanche fan, you're liking that. Um, but, but yeah, they lay an egg early uh, in their game this Wednesday, and they uh, they got some things to they got some things to figure out. Obviously, uh, it's a young team, much younger team than the than years past for sure. Um, and as I stated, I, I do see them making a run for the playoffs if they can just like find their rhythm. They'll they'll make it. Although I do have them once again. Second wild card is how I as I um how I think the Blackhawks are gonna make it in. But hey, you know, everyone knows, you know, once you're in, you know, the game changes. Freaking uh there's been teams that have won Stanley Cup the Stanley Cup being the last seed. Like LA Kings twenty fourteen, for example. Uh, like eighth eighth in the uh the West. Um and made it, so you never know. And segue into the ESPN and TNT broadcasts, as well as ESPN Plus, and how that all works out. So, um, first year with at least in the United States, all this doesn't really matter if you are outside of the country, uh, United States, because you either have Sportsnet or TSN if you're in Canada, or if you're in. Uh, all the international markets, you still have access to NHL TV. While here in the United States, uh, we have ESPN as our national uh, ESPN and TNT as our broadcast uh, national broadcast channels. Uh, along with ESPN Plus, will be taking over for the uh, NHL TV subscription service uh, to get all of your out of market games. Um, which just to go in the, just to get out of the way with the ESPN Plus thing. So for years, ever since. I um I joined the uh, military, whatever. Um, got in the, and that's also kind of when I really started getting into hockey again because you know felt homesick, blah, 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 you know whatever. Um, I found the NHL TV thing, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I can watch out of market games and 
all that fun stuff for a nominal fee uh, yearly. And with my, my discount, it be like $99. Uh, and I want to say if you didn't get the discount, it was like around like 140 bucks a year. I mean, if you break it down by month, it's actually not that bad. But regardless, um, it, it was a really good, cool service. Now, the only uh, the only thing I haven't found yet with the ESPN Plus thing is blackouts. Now, the NHL TV, the only crappy thing is is that whatever team is in the market that you're in, if that team is playing or if it's on a national broadcast, you won't be able to watch it. So, for example, if I was down there and even though it's kind of a weird thing. So I, I guess I can use this St. Louis area as an example. So if I wanted to watch a Blues game, not on Bally Sports Midwest, and I wanted to use NHL.TV, I wouldn't be able to because it's in the market. Or if they're on, on NBC or NBC Sportsnet, wouldn't be able to watch it. But if I'm like in, for example, Chicago, and they're not playing the Blues, I'll be able to watch it. But ESPN Plus, I haven't seen the blackout thing yet. Um, I would hope that that's not a thing, but uh, I'll, I guess I'll have to wait until either, I guess whenever the Blues are on ESPN and see how uh, that works out, or TNT and see if they black me out. But um, if you got that Disney bundle like I do, it it's a absolute bargain. Uh, being able to watch all those games because that's how I got to watch the uh, that's how I got to watch the Golden Knights games. Uh, that's how I got to watch the uh, Penguins and Tampa Bay game. Uh, although the Chicago and Colorado game I had to watch it through the TNT app, uh, logging into my uh, TV provider, but and I didn't get to see if it was in the app or not, but. But the ESPN broadcast, though, and that's the thing that a lot of people were, like, really pissy about before they got their contract was, oh, they need to start talking about hockey more, blah, 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 blah. And the reason why they didn't is because they didn't have an, an agreement with them. They didn't have a broadcasting agreement with them, so they weren't really, you know, they didn't really have the initiative to do that. They didn't have a reason to because why would they promote a product that they don't already have a, a agreement with when they ha- have one with the NFL, they have them with college football, they have them with MLB, they have them with the NBA, so on and so forth. But now they do have that uh, agreement and that relationship. And they also have shows now that are dedicated to hockey, which is great. Uh, great to see. Um, and I will say, the the their uh, their graphics that they have as I uh, as I said, and that uh, the Vegas and Seattle review, the graphics I, I liked the uh, commentators that they had on the time uh, at the time it was great and you know weren't too overbearing the fact that they uh, have like the weird but cool camera work where well first off they'll they'll have times in the game where everyone will just shut up and just you hear the sights and sounds of the game, uh, you know, stick puck passing, uh, the crowd, hearing the crunch of the ice when they're skating around, just pure bliss, along with how um, they even had a camera on a track. Instead of having the camera go like when it's 
in line with the center line and just go and just turning left or right, like you would, you know, if you're sitting at center ice and just turning your head, they actually have a camera that's like a sky view camera on a track that will actually run down the entire length of the ice and actually like zoom in and angle itself in a way to, you know, it takes the presentation to a whole new uh, dimension, which is cool to see. The only, like, honestly, the only thing that the ESPN broadcast, at least for that game, that I found kind of lame is that they didn't have a shot counter. <laughs> Or at least they they would flash the sh the shot count every now and again, but they won't have like a permanent one, and that's why I like the TNT broadcast because the TNT broadcast does have that, um, which is cool. Along with the fact that their panel of analysts uh, during the in, um, intermission report, at the least that they had, I don't know if it's gonna be a permanent thing or not, but they had Wayne Gretzky on there, which also by the way he moved back to St. Louis, guys. He came home. Uh, I know he's not from here, but hey. You know, his wife's from here, and uh, he's like, hey, want want to move back here. So he's here. Uh, they have Paul Bessonette, um, you know, Spitting Chicklets, Arizona Coyotes broadcast, you know, uh, hell of a guy. Uh, they have Liam McHugh from the uh, NBC broadcasts. Um, they had Anton from the NBC uh, broadcasts, and they had Rick Tockett, former Arizona Coyotes uh head coach as well as you know player of the game you know former flyer former uh assistant coach for the pittsburgh penguins knowledgeable guy a uh, hell of a broadcast uh broadcast team there and uh you know, analyst team and they had i want to say for the broadcast they had eddie olchek and kenny albert so also good uh guys in the box and then they had, and for ESPN, they had Brian Boucher, which is good, good to see that he's there. Um, and I'm very happy that the Ottawa Senators hired Pierre Maguire, so we don't have to hear his voice ever again. We're saved. We're saved, folks. We're saved. The hockey gods grace us again. Um, but yeah, uh, those broadcasts, you know, sharp, new feel, is great. Uh, I just hope that these keep that momentum going for the next seven years for each of these uh, contracts. Uh, that's how long that they will be going for. And uh, hopefully some great things happen. And just seeing how the NBA has grown and continuously ha uh, held its momentum with popularity. Um, I mean, regardless of the fact that about basketball is a way more accessible uh, sport than hockey is. Uh, get that get that point on the way. I just hope that promotionally, uh, the popularity of hockey you know grows. So then you know, the hockey can prosper, and so then the cap can go up. So then these players can you know get paid to the point to where your teams you know can be competitive for longer. So uh, great things coming out of there, and uh, that's my end point on there. Uh, and lastly, the blue season opener. So, as I've stated in my first video back, I think I'm going to be done because it's honestly nearly impossible for me to actually have a, a career and job that needs attention and dedication 
I don't have the free time to go like a lot of people not saying that other jobs are bad or not less important or whatever. I'm just saying don't have the time to cover 32 teams, you know, with the, the same even breadth. Now, if you, you know, one the YouTubers that, you know, you have a sustainable, you know, thing going on YouTube to where that's your primary job. Cool. Works for you. You can. That's all you, man. 32 32 team coverage that's all you you have that market all you want but for me now i'll i'll that's why i'm gonna have the primary three that i'm gonna have um although uh depending on popularity some things might get cut some things might get uh amplified so my three pillars that i've got uh well i guess the four pillars i got the the blues coverage that's why i have the uh the easy blues show the nighty night show for the Vegas Golden Knights, the second pillar. The third pillar is the Arizona Coyotes. Why the Arizona Coyotes? Because they don't get covered enough. And honestly, for whatever reason, it's popular on the channel. So, you know, I'm going to keep talking about the Arizona Coyotes. Um, and lastly, the fourth pillar being this podcast, the Bleed Hockey Podcast. So, the four pillars of the Easy Hockey Reviews channel, and it's a. Uh, um, and it's programming. So, um, with that, talking about the biggest pillar, the least my most important pillar that I find is the St. Louis Blues. Um, their season opener is tonight, um, and don't they don't have they didn't I don't think they actually let's go on uh, YouTube on uh, Facebook see if they released the lineup. I don't think they did. Um, I don't think they have yet, but they did mention that the Blues went to Vail, Colorado for a, um, yeah, they went to Vail, Colorado for a team bonding trip, uh, and the big, one of the biggest notes with that, and notes, and Blue Note, get it, puns, um, is that David Perron did not skate and practice yesterday. Uh, as he was taking a quote-unquote maintenance day, uh, and Craig Berube was basically saying, you know, it's uncertain if he's going to start, which actually, yeah, they did not, they still did not put out a the lineup. Uh, however, they got to keep in mind that the Blues are going to look a little different this year. So, Jaden Schwartz and Vince Dunn went off to Seattle in the expansion draft. Uh, no, Schwartz went there in free agency, Dunn went there in the expansion draft. Mike Hoffman's a Canadian now. Sammy Blay um, is in the Rangers organization now uh, as part of that trade for Pavel Buznevich, who's going to be debuting today. Uh, and Zach Sanford uh, going to the Ottawa Senators in exchange for Robert uh, for Logan Brown uh, this past off season. Uh, Brandon Saad coming in to the fold. Uh, this free agency, uh, James Neal uh, getting a um, league minimum deal, uh, part of his PTO, and because he uh, he showed out well uh, for the Blues in the uh, in camp and first round draft pick from last year, Jake Neighbors uh, looks to uh, make a splash in his nine games, his first nine games of the season. See if he stays or goes back to junior since he's currently uh, too young uh, as part of the agreement between the AHL and the junior 
uh, hockey leagues that uh, because he's 19, he's not eligible to go to, to the AHL because he played in the junior system. So he'll either have to stay with the club for the year and wait until he's old enough to go down to uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds or go back to juniors if they don't want to keep him on the main club. Uh, so we will have to see about that. Um, I did mention in the blues initial blues. Um, it was one of the videos I remember that I said that Clem Costin went down to the Thunderbirds. Now, yes, technically they did that for a for cap compliant uh, com- compliance. Um, but since Oscar Sunquist was then official, because I guess for whatever reason, like you can't label a guy. Or move the money off the books because he's injured. Oscar Sunquist being injured, uh, then free up, freed up the cap space to bring Clem Costin onto the Blues, um, <clears throat> you know, onto the Blues. And I want to say actually, they do have a, they have a little bit of a lineup for the Blues. That they that was on Twitter floating around for uh, lines, uh, which the big ticket note for that was um, was that Vladimir Tarasenko getting put on the third line, um, which some people might like, some people might not. I actually find it kind of interesting um, because the Blues could find themselves um, with quite the lethal lineup having them on the third line also because quite honest to be quite honest with you the Vladimir Tarasenko coming off of two uh shoulder surgeries along with a uh season that's like hot cold hot cold in the sense that you have all this momentum in the 2019-2020 season um looking good playing good and then it just uh abruptly ends because of you know, COVID, along with um, along with the fact that um, shortened season last year didn't get a, I guess you know s- something happened that uh didn't uh, go too well for him. So yeah, I don't know where it went. I swear I found it somewhere. But the the biggest the biggest ticket item was the fact that Robert Thomas and I want to say um, I want to say it was either Cairo. Oh no, I think it was Neil. I think it was Neil Thomas and Tarasenko were the lineup uh, that was thrown around for the third line, um, which. To motivate Tarasenko to be better, I mean, why why not put him there? Um, so Jeremy Rutherford ended up for the Athletic, uh, put out a practice lineup in Vail, uh, which may or may not be the lineup that they might be trying to put. So in the um, so they pra- practiced with uh, Brandon Saad, Ryan O'Reilly, and Clem Costin as your top line. Uh, as he also puts in his tweet, he puts in asterisks. On Costin, uh, noting that Perron did not skate during that. Uh, Jordan Cairo, Braden Shen, and Pavel Buznevich 
as your second line, Neil, uh, James Neal, uh, Robert Thomas, and Vladimir Tarasenko is your third line. And Jake Neighbors, Tyler Bozak, and Ivan Barbashev is your fourth line. Uh, can't complain with that uh, group right there. Uh, noting your uh, extras or probably scratches will be uh, Kyle Clifford and Oscar Sunquist. And your D pairs, uh, Marco Scandella and Colton Pareko. Uh, Tori Krug and Justin Falk and your bottom pair is Jake Wallman and Robert Bortuzzo with the extra being Miko Mikula and the goalie tandems of Jordan Bennington and Billy Husso. Now that lineup looks looks solid. I mean to be quite honest, looks quite solid. I like putting neighbors on the fourth line. Um, you're not going to get a lot of minutes. You're going to get put in key situations. Um, and he's going to get him some experience. Uh, James Neal with Robert Thomas and Vladimir Tarasenko could be a, a quite be a dynamic trio to be quite honest. And uh, depending on and if injuries were to happen, you could probably even plug that into a second line. I'm not going to say it's going to be a first line worthy line, uh, line, but it could it could show promise to be uh, kind of like a not even really. Oh, I guess you can't really call it. On, pa- uh, on paper, I I don't think you could really call it a third line. I would be willing to go and say that it'd be more of a two line two B, second uh, second line B, and then you have your second line A being Kairou Shen and Busnevich. So I mean, it'll be interesting. And if they want to get off to a good start this uh the season, this is the game. That could be um, that game to take, you know, to strike when uh, opportunity is there. Because since, as I mentioned, Gabriel Landeskog is going to be out because he uh, is serving his suspension. Uh, and they also mentioned power play units. So James Neal taking Perron's spot in the power play, first power play unit with Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Shannon Krug. And then second pair, uh, second Power play unit being Busnevich, Kairou, Saad, Thomas, and Falk. So, um, once again, could could be a could be a good season for the Blues. Um, and 101 ESPN even mentioning, I think it was like a day or two ago, that making a point that all of these outlets just straight up disrespecting the Blues in the sense that they're. Not giving a lot of credit, which you know, once you know, once again, I've been vocal in saying I don't want the Blues to be as high as a lot of teams, uh, a lot of uh, fans are going to want them to be. I don't want them to be number one in the league because statistically, and as history has shown us, they don't do well. Regardless of the fact, yeah, President's Trophy, cool. How far do they go in the playoffs? Not far. Or like yeah, they it's either you're blowing your load in the regular season, cool. Because guess what? That team, that sixteenth overall in theoretically, because you know, conferences and how that works out, um, sixteenth overall in the league still is gonna go to the same place that number one is, all right? And you can save more fuel in the tank, so to speak, 
being number 16 versus burning it up to be number one. Like, congratulations. You won the President's Trophy. What does that get you? Other than, oh, we were the best team in the regular season. Cool. But the trophy that you care about is the one that odds are you're not going to make because you either got injured trying to keep a great record to get that trophy or you just are just tired and too banged up to make it further in the playoffs. That's why I was kind of happy that the Blues were third in the uh, Central Division when they won the Stanley Cup in 2019. And, you know... The second that they go after that uh, cup win, first in the entire, I, I think they were second overall in the league, but they were first in the Western Conference, and the season shut down. Not saying there's any correlation or the fact that the Blues are the last uh, team to win a Stanley Cup in a full 82-game season. I mean, not saying that that's a possibility, um, although you could also probably blame the Kansas City Chiefs there too because they won their uh, their championship around that same time. They won it actually in 2020, so if anyone's going to be to blame, it's them. But I digress. Um, but yeah, uh, I do look forward to this game. I do look forward to this season. Um, even though regardless, I have many reasons to be um, ready for the season besides the fact getting to attend games getting to uh, watch a full 82-game season, getting to root for all the teams that I root for in whatever order that I choose to, um, which I'm sure that if I haven't already uh, made a updated version of that list, I'll probably make one uh, during the... Uh, probably make it during the uh, Olympic break because the Olympic and All-Star break is going to be a brutal time. It's going to be an absolute brutal time. It's going to be like think like three weeks without hockey um which i am not looking forward to in the sense of no nhl hockey but in the sense of olympic hockey it's cool so we shall see but anyway um i've been rambling a little while um just tie, tie just tie it on with a bow here so the, the hockey podcast is back and uh, it's going to be a week. I'm going to try to make it a weekly thing, uh, have it released on a Saturday. So it's either that I record it on a Friday or record it on a Thursday and release it on Saturday. Um, that's kind of going to be what I'm going to try to do is put it on a Saturday and hope for the best. Uh, just kind of do like a like a weekly roundup type thing. Um Maybe even uh, when we get to the half, the season half, we'll maybe do like a, a standings overview where that'll be like one of the few, it'll be like if sparing, sparingly, we will still talk about the whole league, but I'm not going to make that my primary focus. I'm not going to do like, oh, I got to do a game of night for this game. I got to do it for this or this. It's either going to be Blues versus whoever Golden Knights versus whoever, and if those two teams, I'm just putting out there, if those two teams aren't playing, the Yotes, the Coyotes will be involved, or probably either be Pittsburgh Penguins or Dallas Stars, like one of my five, one of my top five. So, um, yeah, that's that.
And uh, yeah, I was aiming for about, I was aiming for half an hour. Uh, did not make half an hour. I actually busted half an hour, but it's okay. Um, still getting the flow of things, but it'd be okay. Um, with that said, don't forget to give this a rate and a subscribe on your favorite uh, podcasting service. And if you're on the YouTube side of things, don't forget to give the channel a like and subscribe. Um, and I will catch you all in the next video or podcast, wherever that might be. Uh, thank you very much.